Celebrity culture can be a little bit weird. I remember when Steve Jobs, who was one of the founders of Apple, died and people all flocked together and basically made this shrine to Steve Jobs with images and flowers and people just weeping at his death. And they'd never met the man. The only connection that they had was that they enjoyed the products that he came out with and that it benefited their lives, but otherwise he was a stranger to them. But they came weeping because in this celebrity culture, there's this sense that there's this connection between the people and these celebrities, even if they've never met. That for some people, they almost feel like they're a friend to this person when they don't even really know them, right? And that's amplified because of what we have access to today, right? You can easily find a celebrity's family of origin, his or her whole history, what they like, what they dislike. And then because of all the video that we have, we can see them speaking and interacting or on film. And so we get a sense of their personality and what they think and what they like. But at the end of the day, do we even know them? Right? Now, maybe you might not be anywhere near this kind of celebrity culture, celebrity idolization, but think of it on the flip side. Which one of us hasn't seen someone on the news, on TV, seen them speak or seen an action that they did, and based on that, we make a judgment on their character. Well, that's a bad person. Really? How do you know? Yeah, they said a bad thing, they did a bad thing, but you've never met the person. Every one of us has in our family people who have said bad things or done bad things, but we don't call them a bad person because of those things. So why would we go to the extent of judging their character if they're still a stranger to us? The question that came to my mind with the gospel today was, when does a stranger become a friend? When does a stranger become a friend? Because something kind of odd happens in the gospel today, right? At the beginning of the gospel, John the Baptist sends two of his disciples to go and see Jesus and to ask the question, are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another? Which when we stop and think about it for a second kind of doesn't make sense, right? Because we know John the Baptist is Jesus's cousin. Now they lived like a three days journey apart, so maybe they only got together at the holidays, but they're still family. And then we know that this event in the gospel today took place after Jesus's baptism. And John the Baptist was the one who baptized Jesus. Now, it's a little bit unclear in the scriptures whether when the dove descended from heaven and the voice came saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, it's a little unclear who was able to hear that voice, whether it was just Jesus or everyone. But still, John baptized Jesus saying, I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. But still, after all of that, he sends his disciples to say, are you the one that we're waiting for or are we waiting for another? because there was still something strange about Jesus to John the Baptist. Jesus still wasn't completely familiar to John. There was still something that he was seeking to know and to understand about who Jesus was. Are you the one who is to come? 
So then the question that we can ask ourselves, for us, is God a stranger or a friend? Is God a stranger to you? Is he estranged from you? Or is he a friend? Because at the Last Supper, Jesus with his disciples says, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. And so part of the invitation to the Christian life is a friendship with God. Yes, he is the creator of the universe, but he also wants a relationship akin like friendship. And so where are we on that spectrum in our relationship with God? Still remember playing on a hockey team one year and there was a young guy on the team who was in education at the university and we were talking after one game one day and he was expressing how he was looking forward to being done his practicum and teaching in a Catholic school. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that you were Catholic. It's like, oh yeah, I know all those Bible stories. I'll be fine. It's like, okay. I gave my whole life for a bunch of Bible stories. That's why I'm a priest. And he knew something about God. He was raised in a Christian home or went to a Catholic school and knew the stories about Jesus. God was a stranger to him. He didn't know God. He had no relationship with God. So where are we? Right? It's possible to think, have things about God in our life, but do we have a friendship with God? Is that the nature of our relationship with him? Because we can, we can come to Mass and we can say some prayers, but it is, a, is it a friendship? So going back to the question, when does a stranger become a friend? What is it about a friendship that makes it no longer estranged? And when I was thinking about it, I came up with three. So here they are. If there's more, tell me after Mass. The first is when it's real friendship, you want to spend time with them and you want to spend more time with them, and you will carve out time in your life and sacrifice other things for the sake of being with them. The second is that a real friend knows you and cares for you enough that they will care for you before you even ask for it. That they know enough about you that when they see you and interact with you, they know when you need something before you can even voice that need to them. And the third is that there is a great enough comfort and intimacy that they can call you out on something that you're doing or not doing and you accept it. To me, those, those are three things that if those are all present in a relationship, it has to be friendship. It can't be anything else when those are all present. So, if that's what makes us move out of being strangers to friends, how do those apply to our relationship with God? The making time, the allowing ourselves to be cared for, or the being called out. So my invitation, my challenge to you, is with half of Advent left, how are you going to let Advent be an opportunity to grow away from estrangement from God and closer in friendship. Because if we're really honest with each other, every one of us 
is slightly estranged from God to greater or lesser degrees, right? And in a sense, that will always be the case until we see him face to face in heaven. But will we let him be a friend? So here's the three ways that I invite you to think about that. First, time. Are you willing to carve out time during this hectic time of year for God? Are you willing to waste time with God? Right? Think of it this way. For those of you that are in a relationship or have been in a relationship, think of the difference from when you first started dating to those that have been married for 20 plus years. Right? When you first started dating, every time you were together, you were doing things. Right? You went on a dinner date, you went on a movie date, you were going out with friends. There was always something to do at the beginning. Well, those that have been married for 20 plus years, you go on a lot of dates, right, recently? No. But you're pretty content with just wasting time with each other. And when one of you is gone, you long for them to be back because you just want to be with them. So on that spectrum, where are you in spending time with God? And can you take maybe one more step to just wasting some time with God? caring for you. This one's maybe simplistic, but what I would invite you to do is to allow the liturgies of Advent to be a reminder of the way that God cares for you, that he has cared for you, that he is caring for you moving forward. Listen to the prayers of the Mass at Advent. Listen to the words of the hymns that we sing only during this time of the year. And what is God saying to you in the way that he desires to care for you, even if you don't think you need care in that part of your life? Then the last one, will you let God call you out? Last Sunday in the gospel, the message of John the Baptist was towards repentance, because in Advent, there is talk of repentance. That's not just relegated to Lent. It's also this time of the year. But maybe a Here's a possible practical way to think about that. It's not everyone who looks forward to the celebration with Christmas, of Christmas with family as this kind of perfect and joyful occasion. Many people have struggles with family or friends that are there when they get together. Maybe they're overt and felt and experienced, or maybe everybody's just nice to each other long enough so that you can celebrate Christmas, but really there's a bunch of these unresolved issues that are underlying everything, and so we're just nice to each other until we all go our separate ways. How can you repent? Where is God calling you to do it differently? Because right? it would be easy enough for us to go through the, the regular routine and habit of how we celebrate Christmas every year, go through the steps, have the right food, have the right music, have the right activities that we do every year. We do go through them. Everybody is content and we move on. But if you know that there's imperfection underlying there, even if it's close to perfect, it's not perfect yet, what can you repent of? What can you allow God to call you out from that would contribute to a better Christmas, a better relationship with a member of your family, 
or a friend that you haven't called in a long time. Because for us, Advent is that preparation for Christmas, not the external stuff. So is God a stranger to you or a friend? And will you allow Advent to challenge you to want to waste time with God, to let him care for you, even when maybe it'd be easier just to go it alone and not let God care for you? And will you let him call you out to see that part of your life that requires repentance and change with Christmas as a goal of making that? Because here's the thing. Not only are all of us estranged from God in some way, but it's also a reality in our life that sometimes we have a friendship and then we become estranged because of certain circumstances in our life. Who is God? Where is God in my life? And we need to reacquaint ourselves with that friendship with God. So for you, is God a friend or a stranger?